again, everyone. It is what's it is? It's Monday, Juneteenth. <laughs> Juneteenth. Juneteenth. It is, and this is your house father, Divinity King here, and your house mother, Dejon. And this is the Minority House. Hey everybody, happy Juneteenth. Yes, happy Juneteenth everyone. And you know what that means. I fought. Well, I didn't fight for my freedom. My ancestors got our freedom today. Black power. Black power. Yes. Yes. Today was the day that we have been officially been free. Is it? You know we got a fact check, girl. Well, I mean, it was came from a general that came down to Texas in the most southern state that said, "Y'all's free." Now. Y'all's free now. <laughs> that is at, true. At least that's what my supervisor told me at work today. <laughs> so yeah, happy Juneteenth, everyone! And while it's also Juneteenth, it is still Pride Month. So basically, we can say today is Pride Teenth. Pride Teenth. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, it's still Pride Month. And we have another beautiful, legendary. From across the pond. From across the pond. In in Britain. He was born in Britain in the United Kingdom. And today we're giving a spotlight to... Alan Horsefall. Give it up for Alan Horsefall, everybody. So, Alan Horsefall was a prominent figure in LGBTQ plus rights in the United Kingdom. His notable his notable achievements are founding the Campaign for Homosexual Equality, the CHE. In 1964, Alan founded the CHE, the first national political lobbying group for gay rights in the United Kingdom. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. He played a significant role in advocating for legal reform and social acceptance of homosexuality. He was a great lawyer is what I read as well. Oh. So he got the courts on the queer people's side as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, if you ever got, like, a court case or something back then, he was the one for you. Um... Influencing the Sexual Offenses Act of 1967, Horsefall and CHE campaigned for the decriminalization of homosexual acts between consenting adults in private. Yeah, because, you know, people don't need to be in our business like that anyway. Their efforts were instrumental in influencing the Sexual Offenses Act in 1967, which partially decriminalized homosexuality in England and Wales. Unfortunately, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, partially, mm. but no, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. He also founded the Northwestern Homosexual Law Reform Committee in WHLRC. Mm. Before CHE, Horsfall founded the NWHLRC in 1963, which was a local organization that sought to challenge discriminato- discriminatory laws against homosexuality and promote understanding and acceptance. He also contributed to the first Pride March in the UK. 
Horsefall played a role in organizing the first official LGBTQ plus pride march in London in 1972, my favorite decade. This event was an important step in the visibility and recognition of the LGBTQ plus community. And he was also fighting for LGBTQ plus rights beyond the UK. Horsefall worked closely with international organizations and activists advocating for LGBTQ plus rights globally. He was actively involved in campaigns supporting the rights of LGBTQ plus individuals in countries such as Uganda and Russia. Because baby, they really do need it. Alan Horsfall's dedication and contributions significantly advanced queer rights in the UK and abroad. And he was remembered as a trailblazer in the fight for our equality. And baby, we still got a long way to go. Why is the 70s your favorite decade? Because girl, that was where sparkles was sparkling. That's true. Free love, you know, spirituality. You know, even the clothes was great. Have you ever been to a 70s party? No, girl. I ain't had no friends. <laughs> I wish. I would love to go to like a decade-themed party. I will, oh, God. I love the 70s. Oh, it's just afros and bell bottoms. And, oh, I, I heard the gay bars there in that decade was just glitterific. Really? I heard. Ugh. It sounds like a dream. Oh, a dream, a dream, a dream. But yes, so, Mother Dear, our show today, guys, is going to be about the power of belief and the growth of our mindset about it. Now, the reason how we came to the conclusion of this topic was because I was telling Devin... I was like, I'm trying to manifest or not manifest. I'm trying to like say daily affirmations like I am love. I am limitless. I deserve the best. Nothing but the best. And it's like, even though I'm saying those things, I don't fucking believe them. I don't believe what I'm saying. And I guess it comes with time. It it just comes with work. But I'm like, I'm saying this. I'm like, am I really love? Do I really deserve the best? Yeah, and I feel the same way about that too. Because, like, I believe in things. Mm -hmm. I believe in, like, higher powers and stuff. But, like, there's always that part in my head, like, like, it's like a battle between my heart and my mind. Right. And it's like, hmm, how can I get my heart and my mind to understand that I am worthy of believing the best in myself Uh, yeah like i get that too because it's like yeah because it's kind of like how how do you translate it over from one energy to the next exactly the energy like how do i energetically feel like i'm believing in myself is that another guest Demi? Demi, girl. We're recording, boo. Demi, no. Don't jump on bed. You got to go in the living room. We're recording. (laughs) All right. We'll let her do her thing. (laughs) Um, I'm not even going to fight it today, (laughs) y'all. But it's like... 
it is important on trying to figure out <laughs> how to transfer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he took her out like a rag doll. <laughs> Girl, she was fighting for her life. <laughs> My God. But yeah, how to transfer the energies. Because it's like, I'm saying it. You know, I believe in the power of tongue power of tongue is real but it's like okay i'm saying it how can but how can i get my mind to believe it and how can i get my soul to believe it yes because it's like i want to walk around here with my head held (laughs) (laughs) head held high with the utmost confidence and belief that like i am a bad bitch you can't tell me different you can't tell me otherwise and part of that is just like growing up knowing that like the world beating you down to like nothing like pummeling you into gravel so it's now you gotta take that gravel right mm-hmm. and like turn it into concrete and then turn that block of concrete into a person mm. that's the hard part y'all and right i we did some research and we found some ways that can try and help us get to that point. Now, my biggest fear is consistency. Yeah. Like, like Mother Deer here does affirmations. And she, how, how many days you been doing them? Uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> and changing a mindset doesn't happen in a day. Not at all. No. So... Maybe it's like, okay, so I'll just take it a day at a time. But I was even telling myself that the one the one day I did my affirmations, and as soon as I was done saying them, I already didn't believe myself. But in my mind, I'm like, maybe I just have to keep doing it. Maybe I'll just start believing it after like a week or so. Well, exactly. So you got to create your own echo chamber, basically. <sighs> but it's like so... It's so hard to keep, like, continuing to do it when after the first time you don't believe it. Right. Especially when you don't see no results. And <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like exercising. You don't just go one day to the gym and expect that you're going to have this fine-ass summer body. I wish. I wish. What bro. if it was that easy? Then life would be easy for everybody. True. Ugh. Ugh. But yes. So... We did some research today, and we found some things. Okay, so before we dive into that, I want to explain to y'all a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Okay? Yes. So, a fixed mindset, it's like, if you're not good at something... Someone that has a fixed mindset, you'll think you'll never be good at it. And you would also think there's no opportunity for you to learn and grow. Right? Right. And a growth mindset. You might have to add this out, girl. I'm trying to find it. 
even when someone is isn't good at something or may not have the innate ability a growth mindset ensures that the person thinks they'll get better over time with deliberate practice now key word in that is deliberate practice i don't know like i kind of feel like i straddle on the line of both because it's like for certain things i have the mindset like especially in school like if it's a subject or something i just never really understood even though i might have studied when i go to take my test i'm like oh my god i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail but even in the same breath i could sit up here and try to be like i'm just gonna study harder but it's like even if i study harder sometimes i'm not gonna understand it anymore right than what i did before right so that's why i'm like okay well then it don't make no sense for me to try to to fix anything because i'm not gonna understand it any more than i did before but certain things i have a growth mindset right like with my singing it's a little rusty now but i know i can get back into my vocal warm-ups i can become better and get my voice back to where it was before couple years ago and even better than it's ever been but i know i have to put the work in to do it and that's the conundrum is like okay so you do or you don't right like i know with that well with anything in life you want to become better at you got to put consistency and dedication into it but for me, I enjoy singing way more than I enjoy cracking open the book and it, studying. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm like, okay, so I just talked to Mother Dear earlier about how, like, if I was to make a song, it's going to take me a year to do it. Because and I said, why is it going to take you a year to write a song? Because I don't have any mastery in music production. So I have to look elsewhere to get what I need done. Because I'm perpetually always saying I'm running out of time. See, when I think of writing a song, I'm just thinking lyrics. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So that's even harder because I can feel the music. Mm-hmm. It's the translating part. So, like, it's the same way with writing lyrics. I have a hard time trying to, like, identify my emotions and putting them into words. So is then on top of putting them and finding the words, you have to put in the rhyme scheme. You have to find a, a what a literary device or something, mm-hmm. and then you have to make like you have to put your feelings into a song into like a metaphor or whatever of your feelings, and it's just like oh my god. I'm about to have a fucking tailspin here because it's just like there's so much to do just to write one song. See, when I think of songwriting, I don't think of all the the literary devices people use in their songs and like all that English type stuff, your yeah. grammar, your your um what do you call it? Obviously your literary devices, but like I just feel like the song just has to come from your soul. Right. It has to come from your being. And all I'm thinking about is the structure. Mm. 
and like how I'm going to structure this, how I'm going to say it like this, how I'm going to make it catchy, how I'm going to get people to listen to it like this. It, I'm learning now that I can't worry about that. Right. And that if I'm going to like tell people my story, my way, I have to write it in my words, my way. Exactly. And then I'm back to the beginning and what the beginning of the problem again how do i make something my way and then i just black out yeah because you gotta dig deep deep down in there in that little trap soul of yours because <laughs> <laughs> i told her earlier today like my walls i'm i can't, i don't know how to be vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> that's really the hard part yeah it was like how do i if I can't be vulnerable to myself, who I'm going to be vulnerable to? That's true. Right. And it's just like, God damn. Because, I mean, even though you have, you know, the people in your life where you feel super comfortable with and you've expressed things. Like, obviously, I'm sure there are things about you I don't know. Which is fine. But it's like, are you able to, like, sit in the mirror with yourself and express those things i've done that before it got creepy <laughs> creepy yeah like if it's like it's like a switch of perspective so like i've sat in the mirror stared into my own eyes and after sitting in the mirror staring in my own eyes for a little while i started talking like it's like you're actually talking to a different person in the mirror than who you're talking with and it's yourself and then the responses I got back in my head was literally like responses like I was talking, like someone was talking back to me. And that's what got kind of creepy for me. And I, I didn't. But like I mean, did it kind of help? I mean, yeah, it did. But I was just like, wow, this is like kind of like um, mentally disturbing for me. Maybe I should do it more. <laughs> right. Try it again. Yeah, definitely. Like yesterday. I was in the dark in my room yesterday and it was just, it was, I mean, it had a little light outside and you know, I just say, you know what? I just want to sing. I just want to sing. So I was in my room in the dark, sitting on the edge of my bed and I just started singing. And you know, that was the most, usually when I just sing words, I like to just be random shit, mm -hmm. but I started singing like coherent words about how I felt and it made sense for the first time ever. So maybe I just need like that that moment where like Or maybe you don't have to sit in the mirror. You could just sit on the bed or wherever you feel comfortable. And just just let my walls down. Yeah. And then you're by yourself. It's not like anybody's gonna hear you. And it'll give you a chance to just be vulnerable with yourself. You know, that's some fucking insight right there. Thank you, friend. Give it a try. Yeah. I mean, it worked for me yesterday. It'll work again. But now it's different when it's me in front of my computer and my studio. Okay. So now it's pressure. Why? You're by <laughs> yourself. Yes, I know. But it's like, so I'm going to write a song now. What's this song going to be about? How I'm going to do it? How I'm going to, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. A hammer is like, Oh, 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 oh. get this right get this right you can do this get this right get this right you gotta do this right instead of just enjoying the flow 
That's why you get you a pen and a piece of paper. You close the computer or shut it down so it's just a black screen. And then it's just you and the musical melodies in your head. And just write it down. It's so hard, though. Is it hard because you feel the pressure when you're sitting in front of your equipment? Yeah. Well, don't sit in front of the equipment, Devin. Go sit on the bed and face the wall or something. Shit. I know. I should go back to the library again where it's peaceful and just... Yeah, or go, yeah, go somewhere quiet yeah. where it's really just you and your thoughts. Yeah, that makes sense. Or go by the lake. Oh, no, it's too hot for that shit. It is. It's real hot, y'all. Guys, it is so hot. My air conditioner cannot keep up with the heat. And every time I come home from work, it's like the devil's ass crack is just sitting on top of my room. But it just takes a few minutes to cool down. If I open up that goddamn door. Yeah. <laughs> but if you close the door, it's the sauna in here. Oh, 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 oh. But yeah, so like, that's what I'm trying to... This will bring me back to like the growth part of like your mindset. And it's just like, okay, so it's okay to, to not get it right the first time. But to keep trying and keep doing it until you get better at it, until you get your result that you need. Right. And you got to be consistent. And consistent. It's like making like a good ass pie. Oh my God, that remind me. You got milk pie. I do have milk pie. Oh get a piece of milk pie girl and i think i put my foot in this one because the second pie almost damn near gone oh my god (laughs) if y'all want the recipe let me know (laughs) it's real good it tastes like ooey gooey but in a pie yeah except and i don't use yellow cake mix i use buttermilk and eggs it's real good but yes 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 so exactly it's like making milk pie when the first time i made milk pie it wasn't perfect the first time but the more i kept doing it the better it got right wow nice 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 analogy that i'm gonna use it's like life is like pie you're not gonna make your first pie perfectly but the more you keep making your pie the more better it's gonna be yeah yeah so that's consistency dedication and time 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 all over time all over time (laughs) and when i feel like this my my little thing there is is that i feel like i never have enough time and it's like i'm always feel like i'm wasting it by not doing anything and i also have to realize that sometimes you gotta have to rest too you do but my question to you is now you say you feel like you're wasting your time if you're not doing anything. But you're always doing something. But it's never necessarily things that are going to put you in a better place. Yes. It's yes. usually kind of taking care of somebody else. That is true. I do not plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> so now. <laughs> and then especially since you're about to start school. So it's like both of us we definitely have to navigate finding the dedication into our crafts yes because i already told mother did here that i'm gonna be on my megan the stallion shit like she went to school and did her music career what 
Oh, yeah. And when she, like, I guess when she first was starting in school, she hadn't even popped off yet. So she was really grinding to blow up while she was going to school. And I just wish I could have a conversation with her and be like, so for the people who's working their nine to fives, who's struggling with not only their mental health, but also trying to get shit done at the same time. What would you tell the folks besides like, don't give up, keep going. We need like actual details. Like what did you do? Would, how did you manage your time? How did you find the resources to get your music career started? That's the questions I really want to know. Right. Cause like, I want to, I, I, there isn't a blueprint for anything. But I wish there was one so, like, I can follow it to a T to get the results that I need. Exactly. Like a recipe for a pie. That's true. But I'm sure she had to just figure it out as she went. And I'm assuming this was, like, maybe before, like, she really had a team behind her, backing her with a lot of things. She was probably studying, going to school. And then going to the studio. Or maybe she had a studio at her house. I don't know. So that means the first part of this recipe is reclaiming our time. So first things first, eight to five, no more, no less. Eight to five is when you at work. Right. So then after that, like frivolous things like say Oh, um, I, Devin, I need your help to do this. Devin, I need your help to do that. I, I just have to start saying, no, I can't. I have other things that I got to do first that's more important. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> that's the problem now. Exactly. And the power of beliefs, I, I'm what you call a... I'm a person that's a skeptic. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I believe I'm a skeptic because I believe. Right. So like I hate this. I hate to do this analogy, but it's like believing in aliens. And I like when people say, "Oh, I saw an alien in my backyard," or like, "I saw a UFO in the sky." Okay, you have proof. <laughs> but I still believe there's a a vast intelligence out in the universe. Yeah, but because I'm a skeptic about certain things, I still believe like magic. Mm-hmm. Maybe that magic shit real. I, I don't give a fuck what everybody say. Magic is fucking real. And I don't I don't want nobody put me on any, that voodoo and that juju. Are you talking about like pull a rabbit out of the hat type magic? Oh, no, that's just illusions. Mm, I love illusions. Oh, no. When I go to Las Vegas one day, I want to go to a magic show. I want I want real magic. I want people fucking putting fire in the air with just their fingers. Well, you remember people that used to like eat the fire? Girl, all they did was put the fire in their mouth and blew it out before it touched any of their soft parts. I don't know, man. Shit looked pretty convincing, bro. <laughs> it looked like the fire was in the air and then it went out. And then also it's science too. So like if there's no oxygen in your mouth to keep igniting the flame, it's going to go out. So you think people like, or you think when they're like holding the fire, like the long stick with the fire, you think 
Because their mouth is like already open. Right. So you think they're just like. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's what fucks with me. Because it's just like, God damn. I want to see a magic show. This ain't no fucking magic. This is illusions. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be this show that I forgot the name of it. It was a magic show that would come on TV. I think it was like Spike Network or something. Chris Angel. The guy with, Mind that, Freak. with that mask. Yeah. That like black and white mask. Or maybe that's David Blaine. I don't know who it was, but they would do the magic. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the episode. They will, oh, they'll tell you how it's done. Yeah. It was Mind Freak by Chris Angel. I used to love watching that shit. Mind Freak! Mind Freak! There was this one episode where he was pulling people apart and he left them there. Oh, and like when they put them in the box? No, they, no, no, no. They, he was in a park and he got random people to. So he put one lady on a bench, right? Mm-hmm. And she, he put him on. They, he put them under hypnotism. And then he went to the middle of their body and did this with his hands and pulled them apart. And they were still dazed in a trance. So once he woke everybody that he split apart, they started freaking the fuck out. Wait. So, like, he would hook them, like, hook their arms or pull their body part off? No, 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 no. So, like, he would put them under a trance and he will grab like something firm like their shoulders mm-hmm. and pull their torso off from their legs girl <laughs> i'm so serious that shit blew the fuck out of me and then there was this special episode he did where he was gonna make everybody watching the show float in the air and i didn't float in the air and i cried <laughs> <laughs> you were watching at home yes you had to be there girl you had to be in the audience to get the full effect. I don't know. <laughs> he told you go, just going to start floating in the living room. I mean, that's my dream. <laughs> my dream is to fly. That's why I want to go skydiving one day. Oh, no. I used to want to skydive, but it's just too scary because sometimes the parachute might not open. Even if you have a backup parachute, I ain't got time for that. You have to take a leap of faith, baby. If if it's my time, it's my time. But I'm going spun I'm going skydiving. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna be like Will Smith. Mm. I don't know. It's something it's something I grew out of wanting to do. Mm, I still wanna do it. <sighs> yeah. I mean I still wanna I like I wanna learn how to surf. I wanna maybe like climb mountains. Not Everest though. Not that type of climbing. But, you know, like, I like to explore new heights while also staying on the ground. I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get with the skydiving no more. And you know what that means, folks? To get to the point where we want to go, we got to believe in ourselves to do it. I can believe in myself. But who's to say I can believe in the parachute technology to save me? Cause that's mechanical features. Mechanical features can always fuck up. No matter how much they check it and prep it before you even get in the plane and start going in the sky. And even if five people went in front of you and all they pay, and I, I'm not trying to scare you out of it. Oh no, you're not. I'm just saying. <laughs> and even if five people jump out the plane before you and all their parachutes open, you could be that one person. Your shit don't open. I'm just gonna have to fall on somebody who got a parachute. 
girl, you're going to be a pancake in the field. <laughs> Your best bet might be falling into a bunch of trees. And then letting the branches break your fall. You know, I thought about that, though. <laughs> I was like, so if we're skydiving in a grassy, like, wooded area, I think, like, I'll have to roll to, like, try and, like, get the speed off of me and then try and catch a wooded field of trees or something. And then hopefully the trees will break my fall some kind of way. Roll while you're in the air? Yeah. How are you going to do that, girl? I'm going to have to swim towards the trees, and once I get low enough, I'll have to roll in the air and try and hope the tree branches ain't thick enough to hit me or or kill me. I feel like the speed of you falling and the velocity of you moving will make it impossible. I'm not granted. I know, like, the really experienced skydivers, they be doing, like, all types of tricks and shit while they falling before they open their parachute, but... If it's like a first time skydiver or maybe even a second or third time skydiver, I feel like you just don't necessarily have the mindset to do that because you just going to stay with your arms out, your legs out. You just going to fall and then open your parachute and let it pull you up and then you just float to the ground, float to the bottom. But I wonder what kind of emergency situations that they have just in case the parachute do not deploy. Baby, after you jump out that plane, <laughs> you on your own, girl. <laughs> what they gonna do? Well, I have to be connected to somebody then, then be on my own. Well, yeah, if somebody jump out with you, I mean, even because you know, like the first time you go skydiving, you always hooked up to a professional, right? But it's like, even in that case, if the shit don't open. Granted, I've never been skydiving, so I don't know what their protocol is. I don't know what they do in a life-threatening emergency. But I can't help but to think, like, if the backup parachute don't work, ain't shit you could do. But just fall. That would be one scary way to end. I'll be like... Not unless... Okay, so say you're by yourself, and you got your parachute on your back, and then you jump out with somebody else, and y'all falling together... They open their parachute, it it opens. You go to open yours, it don't open. Maybe in that case, I can see they can, like, grab you and pull you and just hold on to you and use their parachute to bring you down. But it's like, I feel like everybody travels at different speeds when they fall. <laughs> Actually, no. The science is, no matter how heavy or soft the object is, they both have the same rate of falling. Okay. You didn't do the experiment in class? Take a bowling ball and a feather and drop it off. And then you got to see which one hit the ground first. No, girl. Our experiment was my... Was she chemistry? I don't even know. But in high school, she told us we had to start collecting toilet paper rolls. And we had to kind of build a little makeshift roller coaster with the toilet paper rolls. And it had to be strong enough to hold three different size marbles. So a small marble, a medium marble, and a big marble. Okay. Now, unfortunately, she got fired before we could actually do the project. So we never did it. But best believe I was brainstorming, girl. I'm like, how can I build this, tape this up, staple it together? Like, how can I connect this and make it strong enough to hold all these marbles? But we never got to do it, so I don't know. 
damn. <laughs> <laughs> Why they fired her though? <laughs> I don't even know, girl. It was crazy. She had a miscarriage and everything, like, before it had happened. So, it was like she had a miscarriage, and then she got fired. So, it was just, like, double whammy back to back. And I was like, that is fucked up. Well, teacher lady, if you're out there, we're keeping you in our hearts and our minds. I hope you're doing well. You know, trying to be a woman of God, y'all. So, I ain't going to say what I want to say. But, funny enough, so we had some kind of project and we had to like dress up for the project and i had put some like some dress pants on and the top and the blazer i don't know if it was the underwear i had on but the pants were just kind of fitting on me weird so when i walked into the classroom some of the girls and the guys like they started laughing and i knew they were laughing at like how the pants were fitting they weren't like too small or anything but i think i might have had a wedgie or something so you could see my ass. It was real obvious. And they started laughing and giggling. And then she started laughing and giggling too. And she was like, y'all be quiet, be quiet. But she was still laughing and giggling. So a part of me wants to be like, fuck that bitch. But then again, uh, she went through some real life shit. So I shouldn't be that heartless about it. And this is another problem I have. Like if somebody do me wrong or if they like get in on the fun bitch if you if they go to hell you go lower no 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 bitch if they go low you go to hell yeah basically that's how I, <laughs> like i kind of hate being like that but then i kind of don't either like if you ever made fun of me for like my weight or whatever and i know i said i grew up i used to be a bully i've gotten older i've matured so a part of me feels like okay it's just my karma it is what it is but you know i don't really know if i believe in karma I do. And eventually it comes for you one day. Because it happened to me too. I fear that bitch to this day. That's why I try to be so good to everybody. Because I want... The goodness I I put out, I want it to come back to me tenfold. That's probably why I'm like this. Sometimes you'll never see the good. You'll just always experience shit that just keeps knocking you on your ass damn but then it's like you keep the hope alive like okay let me continue being nice to people i mean granted treat people how you want to be treated that's a no-brainer but it's like you keep the hope that you know your good karma is finally gonna come to you and everything is gonna fall into place but for some people they might live their whole life without seeing their good karma which sucks damn so basically you just gotta make your own luck right damn that's some deep shit which is something i don't know how to fucking do that how do i do we do that right what are the resources we need to have our own luck people i mean is it mindset like do i have to believe that i can create my own success right and it's like i'm sitting up here straight i haven't even gotten into nursing school yet but it's like I'm trying to think in the mindset that I've already gotten in, like, in. I've already gotten accepted. But it's like, I know once I do get in and accepted, it's going to be a whole nother set of bullshit. Right. Because now I'm going to be dealing with these different subjects and I got to learn all this stuff. And going back to what we were talking about a little earlier, I could sit here and study all fucking day. But if I don't get it, I don't get it. And it ain't going to make a damn of a difference. Right. 
and that's what my biggest fear in school too like i take my math classes like two years on in school mm-hmm. but i feel like once i cross that path the first two sets of math classes is going to be fucking difficult for me well and you can always jump on it ahead of time start watching youtube videos seeing how to work these problems or do it however y'all have to do it so that way you're not waiting until you have to finally face it head on in school you can get a head start on it right and especially like things like discrete math what the fuck is discrete math if we got any math math people that's really good at math please please hit a hit a brother up because like how do you how is math discrete <laughs> how like is it not telling its secrets or something and you have to unlock its secrets <laughs> like that that no no my pre-calculus course i passed with a d to graduate in high school in high school oh i'm about to say you can't pass with a d in college girl <laughs> <laughs> you took pre-calculus in high school yeah oh my god girl it was either that or physics I heard physics can be a lot of fun. And then the honor students had to take advanced pre-calc. So, no thank you. I think I took one honors class in my four years of high school. And it was a science course. Mine was Spanish. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I still couldn't understand that shit. So I was like, why the fuck you put me in an honors math? I mean, an honors Spanish class. I didn't even. I was just like, oh, my God. I don't even want this class. I wanted Japanese. <laughs> Y'all had different languages? Yeah. So our school taught French, Japanese, Spanish. And we almost got Italian. Oh, that would have been dope. Yeah. We almost got Italian. But the teacher decided to go to another school at the last minute. Damn, we only had French and Spanish, girl. I took French. Girl. Mm-mm. Mainly because I didn't want to deal with the Spanish teacher, Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson? Girl. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. She was a holy roller, girl. She was all about Jesus. <laughs> I, I just could not tolerate that. <laughs> and she was messy, girl. She was one of the messy teachers. She'd be all into the gossip with the, the students and so stuff. So that's 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 a what's what's the, what's that what's that word that's a um you can't be godly and a gossiper that's what i thought too <laughs> shit but apparently it didn't matter to her but that is what she believed that she could do <laughs> girl i don't know if i ever told y'all this story so one day i used to go sit in her class like some of us would go sit in her classroom during lunch i feel like i might have said this in the previous episode but i don't remember but one day I was sitting in her classroom during lunch and we were chilling, chilling, whatever. And then, you know, like the typical rapture music you would hear, like the trumpets, whatever, like the coming of God. God is coming back. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the room eating my food and all of a sudden I hear like that rapture music <laughs> and my heart dropped to my, <laughs> my ass. I'm like, oh, my God, is Jesus coming back at two o'clock on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon? I was so scared. And she come running. She's like, oh, my God, my phone is going. I'm like, that's your phone? That's your ringtone? You can have literally any other ringtone. What the fuck? I thought Jesus was coming to pick me up, girl. 
<laughs> so wait, that's how it's supposed to go? Like you're supposed to hear horns and then supposedly. I I never experienced it, so I don't know. But supposedly they say you're supposed to hear the horns, the sky's supposed to open up, what whatever. I, hopefully I'm dead when it happens. Hell, we might already be in heaven by time. Or hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're supposed to change our mindsets. Change our mindsets. We're not going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I would create my own land of being before I go there. Thank you. Girl. Okay. So, I want to read off, and this is off of lifehack.org. Nine differences between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Digging deeper, you'll find these mindsets to be different in a manner of all things. This is a person's way of thinking and viewing the world. When we change how we view things, our entire lives change. Which is really why I want to like really change my mindset. Because I, I know I've even told you, like once you get out of your head about some things, the whole world will open up to you. And I want to do that for myself, too. But, okay. So, differences and challenges. This aspect is how they approach challenges. The first aspect is how they approach challenges. People who have a fixed mindset will do everything they can do to avoid challenges in their life. If there's an easier solution that their talents can overcome, they'll take it. Me. That's true. If I can avoid something, I'm going to fucking avoid it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if I can find a different way to do something without, like, with minimum damage to me, I'm going to do it. It's just easier. That's true. Some examples of this are things like not studying for a test because you're no good at the subject. That or only doing specific tasks at work. That they know they can do with little issues. On the other hand, those with a growth mindset embrace challenges in their lives. Yes, some of the work or effort may come out short, but they understand failure is a part of learning. What matters to them is that they have tried their best in these moments. Girl, what? They have tried the best, their best in these moments. After that, they learn and grow from the experiences. See, that's why I want to adapt a growth mindset. Because it's like, I want to be able to sit here and do something and be like, you know what? Even if I don't succeed, I can take it. Like I always say, chuck it up to the game. Take and, it as... And, and keep it moving. Right. Take it as a learning experience and keep it pushing because like i don't want to always be the person that i'm like okay i'm scared of what's what might happen so i'm just gonna avoid it yeah like i'm a scenario person so Mm -hmm. like i would think of every every situation every scenario to go like according to either plan or what's not going to go toward into plan if we do this and then this will happen if abe happens to be then this will equal c right that's my that's my mindset and if i know that certain like parts of the chessboard ain't lining up right oh no i'm gonna abort real quick 
That's true. That's how I am too. And like sometimes it's so frustrating because it's like if I look and I see other people, you know, they're celebrating their success and whatnot. I know most of the time, chances are it didn't come easy for them. Right. And that's why I'm trying to be like, that's why I just have to do it. I just have to go for it. Even though I'm going to come across obstacles, I can't sit here for the rest of my life cowering in fear, wondering like, oh my God, what what if I can't pass nursing school? What if I, I wouldn't be a good nurse? Even though I think I would be. But it's like, to see, you know, all these people graduating nursing school and moving along in their lives. And then I'm just sitting here because I'm scared. Yeah. To and, do it. and that's part of my fear, too, because what my fear is, is that, like, I've done all I could. I worked my ass off and I busted it and it wasn't enough. And I'm seeing the people in the same group with me. Going ahead of me. And that's one of my biggest fears is like I tried my best and it still wasn't good enough. Right. And that's what deters me sometimes because it's just like I did all this just to just to like, you know, start back where I was in the beginning. And I'm just so scared of that. It's the fear of failure. Yeah. I have a big fear of failure, y'all. It really is. So, another one that we have here is differences in handling feedback. The second is how each one handles feedback and criticism. Those with a fixed mindset will react in a negative way. Some will hate the person who gives them feedback and harbor disdain, while others will ignore or avoid it as much as possible. Those with a growth mindset view these talks as opportunities to grow. While it's about their work and efforts, they don't see it as an attack on their abilities. Provided that the criticism is valid, these individuals will take it to heart and incorporate it into their lives. Which I've had done before. Like, I had a meeting with my supervisor, was it like, what, a week or so ago? And she gave me some feedback that was like, you know, it was kind of detrimental to me because it was just like, wow, I kind of fucked up a little bit. But, you know, I didn't harbor no disdain for her because she's just doing her job, you know. And she was like, well, I'm just going to take this and try and do better, you know. But I've been doing that a lot, like, throughout my life. I just feel like, well, damn, like, I'm doing the best I can, but I will continue to try and be better, you know. But that's all I can give is to try and be better. See, like something i can say i think i have grown into the mindset of not taking feedback and criticism personal right like especially if it's at work when i go to work i go to work and i do my job and i'm good at my job so say i get feedback a part of me is kind of gonna play it off like i don't care because i do my job you can't tell me any anything different right if you're not providing me with something that can make me better at my job and make me do my job better then it's going in one ear and out the other because it's like why are you telling me this like i know how to approach people i know how to talk to people sometimes and i can do my job in a timely um efficient way right 
and the results are always nice they're good clean results so it's like i'll listen to the feedback granted okay yeah the feedback it depends on what it is like if somebody's like critiquing me say on my singing i know i'm not the best singer but if i'm getting feedback on my singing it'll make me a little wary it'll you know it'll make you go inside your head that's my biggest fear too like i told mother dear earlier today that i feel like my voice is not as what it used to be because every time i sing it feels like my vocal cords are kind of dull and i don't have the best quality of sound that i used to have right but then again i have to think that that's fixable you can like do warm-ups and practice Mm mm-hmm I just want the the feedback to be feedback. Don't be getting jabs with me because you can, you know? It's like if I get feedback or criticism on my singing, so say I sing, they give me the feedback, and then I got to sing again. I'm going to be a lot more timid. My voice might be a little shaky because now I'm scared and I'm nervous. Right. Because it's like if you're in like a certain situation like say you're in theater or something when you get that feedback you got to correct it right then and there right so it kind of puts the pressure on you like oh my god what if it sounds the same or what if it sounds worse or no better and and then guys you know the hardest critique is yourself like the biggest critique you can have is yourself and the person that's critiquing you is not going to hurt you harder than yourself. And part of that is learning, well, okay, this was not so good now, but that's in the past. Worry about the moment, you know? And that's what I'm trying to learn more. Trying to, trying to be better and kinder to myself in the moment. Yeah. That is true. Like, it's so easy for us to be kind to other people, but it's, like, so hard to be kind to yourself. And why is that? Were we just not taught that when we were, like, children? Or, I mean... I don't think we were, to be honest. Because, like I said before, like, as a kid, when you grow up, you learn how to maneuver for around other people's feelings. Like say you're a kid you're in fucking kindergarten or whatever you have to you got to be nice to your classmates right but their parents might not be teaching them how to be nice so it's like if you're mean to them and hurt their feelings you can say oh i'm I'm sorry i didn't mean to make you feel that way blah 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 but if they're mean to you and hurt your feelings they might not apologize they might laugh in your face and say oh well feel that way granted i don't know what kindergartner would do that but I wouldn't put it past them little demons. Demi probably going to be one of them. (laughs) That girl's a gangster, I'm telling you. (laughs) But, yeah, those were, we just wanted to touch into, you know, mindsets. And, you know, the power in believing what you you can do. I'm actually going to start with you on the affirmation journey. We're going to start tomorrow morning. We're going to start tomorrow morning. We're going to look in the mirror and tell ourselves that whatever affirmation is there an app for that there's an app for everything nowadays probably or just look into the mirror and tell yourself what you want to hear you are kind 
You are smart. You are beautiful. <laughs> this is not the help, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something along those lines. But but think about it. Like referencing the help. The the lady was telling the little girl that every day. Mm-hmm. Because her mom was a fucking bitch. And up other people's asses. Right. So like I mean, I know my parents tried to instill with me the best they can, especially because they were young parents and they were still kids themselves when they had me. Mm-hmm. They did their best. But now that we're older now, we got to start deconstructing all that shit and come up with a new rewired way of thinking. Right. Uh, I say this all the time because this is where we always come back to about, you know, reconstructing our mental state it's fucking hard but it's worth doing because that's how we get to our true selves you know right it's like we got to put in the work now so in 10 15 years we can be the version of ourselves that we always saw inside of us yes and i believe we can do it and i'm gonna start there i believe that I could be the best person I can be that I see in myself. Now, the words need action. Right. So, what would be our action, Mother Dear? It's going to come with time, girl. <laughs> I don't fucking know. If you don't learn anything from ourselves from this episode, guys, we believe in you. Yes. And... If you believe in us, that's great. That's fucking perfect. But remember, there are people in the world, even though people who don't know you, like us, we don't know y'all, but we believe in you and we love you. And my... Go ahead, finish. Oh, no, I forgot what I said. (laughs) What I wanted to say. (laughs) And my affirmation to y'all, you are love. You are limitless. (sighs) You deserve all good things in life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on the affirmations, y'all. <laughs> Reach the sky, you guys, because no dream <laughs> isn't worth fighting. I mean, no dream is not worth fighting for. That Wait, wait did I say that right? That sounded kind of negative. Look, okay, no. Look, every dream is, is worth, worth fighting, fighting for. for. <laughs> so guys like we have our dream and we're not giving up just think in february we never thought well we talked about a podcast we're talking about doing one and look at us we're 12 episodes in about to be 13 next week and maybe we should take a little bit of that with us too mother dear we did it we believed in ourselves to have a podcast that's true and we put action behind it and we brought it into existence so i think this week i'm gonna learn how to face my fears and just take a leap of faith and do what i don't know yet i don't know yet but whatever i want to do i'm not going to be scared about it i'm just going to do it logically like i'm not going to up and quit my job like i want to do but just Take a leap off the edge, girl. Girl, no. My grandma ain't gonna go like boy, you ain't got no damn job. You can't stay in my fucking house. <laughs> Fuck are you doing? 
<laughs> so do it carefully, logically, and without fear. Another affirmation. And maneuver it the best way you know how. Exactly. It's, nothing's ever perfect. So don't put yourself on that pedestal. Nobody's perfect. So don't put that pressure on you. Okay? <sighs> All right, y'all. If you made it to this part of the episode if you stuck with us for these 61 minutes we're doing something new we're gonna read reddit threads Ooh, and a reddit thread so me and devin i think we had one picked out but i found a different one Ooh, what you got mother dear let's see i've lost hope this one is titled i've lost hope in life because i missed out on my coming of age years I had no close friends growing up because I'm autistic and I just want to go back in time and do those years over. Being a teenager is supposed to be a fun time when you get to have friends to grow up with and make memories with, but I never got to experience that. I never got to have sleepovers or go to summer camp or go on trips with friends or go to prom or anything. I just felt empty when I graduated high school because I didn't have any friends to celebrate with. That's supposed to be such an emotional time and a rite of passage into adulthood, but it meant nothing to me. When I see shows like Stranger Things that glamorize being a socially normal kid with a bunch of friends, it makes me feel bitter and resentful that I never had that life. Seeing how happy Eleven was, Eleven is, that she has Mike to help bring her out her shell and make her a part of things. Or Max to take her to the mall and help her feel like a normal teenager just makes me want to kill myself. Because I needed that kind of love and acceptance growing up, but I never got it. And I'm not a teenager anymore, so it's too late for me to experience that. I just keep wondering what it would have felt like to have friends like them to grow up with. But it never happened. It makes me feel like life has lost its meaning. I don't really want to be an adult because I never got to be a teenager. All I want is to be reborn or swap bodies with a younger person so I can do those years over again. I want to know what it feels like to be accepted by other kids or to grow up with self-esteem or confidence in the future. And if I can't get those years back, I don't see why I should live. I feel like I'd rather die than get any older. Oh, that's uh... it's heartbreaking. It really is. But people do actually feel like that. Like I'm blessed to have like the friends that I have mm-hmm. and then grew up with and celebrated these moments with. And it, I literally, my heart weeps for people who haven't got that experience because it is beautiful. And if I could tell this person right now that they have a whole life to live yes, to make the memories now with who your friend's supposed to be in your life in this moment, it is worth it. Because honestly, honestly, high school friends, you will have them, but... The circle will get smaller and smaller and smaller once you gra- once you graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And you will just have those couple of ride or dies that you've been with. And that's enough, too. 
but you still have an ocean of people who wants to get to know you. And you never know where life is going to take you. Exactly. And I know the people I had. I mean, I have two friends, my girls, Katya and Michaela from high school, that are a part of my, my village that I'm trying to build. Right. Nobody else from high school. And then you're in my life. I graduated from high school six fucking years ago. I didn't know you six years ago. Nope, not at all. And now I can't imagine my life without you in it. Exactly. Because we've gotten so close in such a short amount of time. So it's like you never know where life is going to take you. You never know who you're going to meet. And even though it is hard to find the will to live, you just have to be optimistic. Even though being optimistic can be hard, too. Right. But you may never know. The person that's supposed to be in your life and be your bestest friend may be right around the corner. Because that's what happened to us. She was literally right around the corner for me. Yeah. All it took was for me to go up there and start a conversation. That's that's it. (laughs) That's it. And look at us now. We have a podcast. Right. Right. And shout out to my girls, too. Sister girl, Adesia. And my Haley babes. I love you, Hales. But be patient. And be kind to yourself. Yes. And take it slow. Like, it's so crazy looking back because 18, I was 18 when I graduated. 18-year-old me, if you would have told 18-year-old me that I would be where I am now in my life, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. I would still be working in retail. (laughs) I would still have no friends because both of my friends are off doing their own things. So that's why I'm kind of glad I got you because I got somebody to go out with and have fun with. And even though I should do it more by myself, it's just not as much fun. And it's just. It's crazy to think about because you really just don't know what life has in store. As much as we would like to think we do, you don't know. I mean, it could be good or bad, unfortunately. But that's life. Yeah. (sighs) As messy as it is. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to stick around to find out. Where were you in 2015, baby girl? Depressed as hell. (laughs) (laughs) In the high school with a bunch of people I didn't like. But yes, guys, that was beautiful. So if you don't learn anything from the show, there's magic always around the corner. You never know. You never know. Sometimes you got to expand your horizons. Because a lot of people, I feel like when you grow up in such like small areas like we did, you can't help but to have that small town mindset. And me, I've always had a worldwide mindset. I'm like, I've always... (laughs) Our dreams are bigger than this place. (laughs) My dreams are too big to even get out of my mouth, y'all. I've always knew that I wanted to live out of Louisiana. I always knew I wanted to travel the world, see different places and whatnot. So it's like I always knew I had a, a bigger than life mindset. Same here. So... I'm going to keep fighting for my dream. Yes. I could be 100 fucking years old. I'm still going to keep fighting for it because it's worth it. We have to. We We have to. We can't give up. So, Reddit user Blue Shark 13. We love you. 
We wish nothing but the best for you. And please keep going and find your village because your people are out there. They're just waiting for you. Yeah, they're out there. Life is worth living. Granted, I'm probably the last person that should be saying that, but it's worth living. Every day I'm finding my reason to keep living life. There we go. Every day. And it's hard as hell, but I have to. I have to do it because I feel like at some point life has to get better. It will, and it will. We just have to make it real. Yeah. I got to put in the work to create the life I want. There we go. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's so much hard. work, and I don't <laughs> feel like doing it. <laughs> I just think we just need, like, two weeks of, like, two weeks of uninterrupted sleep, and we'll feel like we're all on top of the world. No, you need two weeks of uninterrupted sleep. Yes. I need two weeks of uninterrupted vacation <laughs> so I can see the world. Oh, no. I just need a big, comfy, cool, cold room in the dark and nice, fluffy pillows and just let me sleep for a long, long time. That's that what I want. That does sound nice. That does sound nice. Oh, oh, especially in a hotel bed in a king. Mm, 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 mm. I've experienced it, people. It's absolutely heavenly. Hotel beds are always better than your own. Always. Because it's not yours and it's just, oh, oh, God. It's just amazing. <laughs> but anyway, guys, this is our show this week. I hope you guys liked it. Yes. Please share with your friends, sir. Some with, share some of this with your family because it's not pretty G-rated. <laughs> we didn't get too crazy this episode. No, 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 no. But I'm so glad you guys are here with us. We love you all, and this has been The Minority House with your father, dear, Divinity King. And your mother, Dejon. Have a great week, you guys. Bye. Wait, girl, wait, girl, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow the yes! podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow us on our socials. <laughs> <laughs> our Instagram is the Minority House X2. Our TikTok is the official Minority House because I've been putting it in wrong this entire time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and our Twitter is the Minority House H A U S. Yeah, please share our podcast. You know, if you think anybody else has a a gifted ear and they would enjoy listening to us as much as y'all do share the podcast um take clips of it and put it in an instagram <laughs> reel or something 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 yeah feedback give us some feedback you could comment on instagram you could dm comment on us Spotify. ask us questions we love to have conversations put Please. us in a group chat i don't care i feel like we begging for the same shit every week <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna keep begging until y'all take the bait okay <laughs> so don't don't so don't forget we love y'all and thank you for all your support thank you thank you now we're gonna say goodbye farewell goodbye <laughs> <laughs> have a great week you guys we love Bye. you